Hello and welcome back to Bourbon Barrel Talk. I'm your host, Scott Minton. Today we are sitting in the Den of Thieves with our friend, John Ernstberger. Carl Shank? Shank. Shank. Close oh, enough. damn, like shanking your ass. Yeah. <laughs> and then Jared, yeah, Jared, what's your last name? Ostrader. Ostrader. Or it's, it's O-S-T-R-A, not, it's German as hell. So. Yeah, I, I get it. Ostrader. Yeah. I, there was an Ostrader that I knew back in the day on Cane Run Road. He he went to St. Dennis Church, but I cannot think of what his first name is to save um, my soul. I'm going to tell you, I have no idea who the heck that would be. You had no. a couple family members that live over in Louisville. So yeah, I mean, your dad's from really. the West End. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's true. Yep. So, but that's not a very wanna, common name. Do we want? I can spell my, it even. I do mean, we want to go through my parents' lin- or my family lineage? No, no, I really no, don't. No. <laughs> we don't have the time. Listen, if you're all Catholic, I don't need. To, I don't have. We, we the, I, there's not enough time to record on this podcast for that episode, buddy. <laughs> Your listeners will tune out very quickly if we start that route. They've exactly. already tuned out. Hey, my, my dad's got 16 brothers and sisters. So if anybody can beat that, you let me know. No, that my dad's one of 11, Holy so not quite. Crap. <laughs> So I, 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 we can tell family stories, but like I said, we don't really need to go there. <laughs> I'm good. All right. So f- first of all, John, thanks for having us out, man. We're uh, we're, we're having some excellent pours here, and uh, I think I think Carl, you know, put put together the first couple of rounds that we're going to talk about, and mm-hmm. you know, hey, I just want to talk about bourbon. You guys are fans of the show, and I wanted to get some people on that you know had had been listening to the show for a while, and this was our opportunity to get some folks out and. I appreciate you um, hosting us. Absolutely. I'm really glad you're here. Brothers, I'm glad you're here as well so we can Thank you. drink. Are you guys really bro- brothers? Are you like married to people? We, or? we are brother-in-laws. Okay, so. brother We're married in-laws. to his sister. We're married yes. to Jared's sister. Yeah, my sister. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. I, I, I get well, right. I'm picking up what you're putting down. Yeah. yeah. I feel so bad for them. We, we, we like to call a, our, sisters, group of, our group of that family, we call us the outlaws. Morgan and I, oh, so Jared's so Jared's soon to be wife Morgan. She and I call each other the outlaws as well, just because we're we're a little bit different. We don't quite fit the mold of the the family, and that's not a bad thing. We just kind of have a little bit more of a wild side. Mm-hmm. I'm the boring one. I'm country yeah. as shit. And my wife's she's recovering Catholic, so uh, I, always, <laughs> I always laugh because like we we really never ever ended up in the same situation. But I was just like wow, and then like. Her uh, her aunt's husband is is Kevin and and Kevin and I are thick as thieves and we all we, we we deemed ourselves as the outlaws very early on. Whenever I first started dating my wife, he's like, "Dude, you you have no idea what you're getting into." And I'm like, "I don't really care. I really like her." And he's like, "Yeah, that's what I thought too." <laughs> so one of those type of things. So. Well, and also like she, she is she is the outsider, not part of the family. I married into the family. Carl married into the family. So. Exception of this, you know, striking young man over there. Oh, that's um, a bold we're all uh, better than you. <laughs> Damn straight, you're better than me. <laughs> no, we play euchre, and um, John and Ashley and and Morgan and I will play euchre, and so we'll do. We have like three different sets of teams, and one of them is Indies versus Addies, which is Morgan and John against uh, Ashley and I. Which sounds really bad it when did. you're not okay. in the can context we, of that can conversation. We just, like move 100%. away from that. Yeah, now? We, we really just need to leave that topic entirely. I thought it was yeah. I went downhill. The people will appreciate it. <laughs> The, the people one going. person on the podcast would be like, "That was great." <laughs> what you? That's what I would always get. <laughs> oh, what's he? Oh, if you're not from that, Indiana. You probably don't know. No. It's Southern a, Indiana and Catholic. That's the. That's pretty much what everybody plays. Yeah, it's aggressive. Yep, euchre. Yep, we're definitely card players. So, Carl, you brought in a couple of cool bottles here. Like, heck, I'm gonna look at the first one here. It is part of the Single Oak Project. It's a Buffalo Trace barrel number 38. So, what do you know about this bad boy? I, you've obviously had more of it than I am because it's empty now. Well, so. I've, I've <laughs> actually shared it with more people than I've actually drank because uh, this was actually a 30th birthday gift from my parents when we were, we were at Buffalo Trace on my birthday. Uh, 
three years ago now, mm-hmm. right before COVID hit, and you could actually walk in and do a tour. We actually did that. Um, did you have Freddie when you went there? That no, time? that was the one time I've been there and haven't had Freddie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've been there three times and had Freddie all but once. Um, so do you but, know anything about the mash bill or the proof or any of that type of stuff? Uh, really, they don't say anything. Like even on, it's just I'm. I think it's like a ninety proof. Um, there's a hundred. Well, it has to be on the bottle. They have to at least state it on the bottle what the proof is, right? It's ninety proof. Okay, ninety proof. Um, but this is so they were making all these out of one barrel. All the all the staves from the one the barrel were from the same tree. Just they cut a tree in half, and the bottom section would become a barrel. If they could the top section would become a barrel. Oh, so um, it truly is a single oak project. So it's yes. one tree. Uh, this one was actually the weeded mash bill mm. because they did the rye and they did the weeded and I chose the rye for my 30th birthday. Right. And I think they did 126 barrels, if I'm not mistaken. Right. And they were released only at the distillery. And you at, said this is the weeded one? I, or is this the high rye? It may be. It doesn't. It doesn't say. It's not it on the back of it. It's Kentucky it? straight. Bur- uh, we should be able to taste it. Kentucky straight bourbon. So, it, it, I'm you get, should be able to I'm, taste. I'm it. getting more. Well, you won't. No, you'll be able to tell the difference between a rye, a rye mash bill and a wheat hey, mash bill. Scott, I'm pretty dumb. So, <laughs> uh, man, you're giving yourself zero credit. Hundred <laughs> percent. So, I mean, the nose on this thing. Maybe a high rye. It's been. It, it's got several years. It's got some spice I, to it. Yeah, it's got some spice to it. It's been several years since I cracked it and. I've actually remembered to look it up. Right. So, now, Scott, I'm watching you. you Google were, that bad boy. You have yeah. a nice technique of when you are uh, perusing the smell of the bourbon. Yeah, you got to keep your mouth open. That's the big one most people mess up mm-hmm. on. They don't keep their mouth open. I did not know that until a year ago. I would just have my mouth closed, and then I started actually watching some bourbon uh, things on YouTube and, and slowly getting into the podcast scene, and, and that, that has actually helped me a lot. So the one thing I learned when we went to uh, and did an Angel's Envy tour was he said if, if it's your first pour of the day, you take a little sip and you let it sit on your tongue for 10 seconds if you can lay, make it last that long. I, I think all of us can make it last for 10 seconds on our tongue. That's not what your wife said. That's 100% <laughs> not what my wife said. No. Well, he's fiancé. <laughs> my bad. Yeah, we're... we're She'll well, if you do a good job, then close. she'll be your wife. <laughs> yeah, but it it like kind of. He said it was like Cheers. it kind of. Uh, what's it do? It like um, numbs your tongue a little bit, so that way the next pour is a lot easier. So. Yeah. Well, we have already started, so. Well, <laughs> yeah, I know. Not, not really going for that. Yeah, one. <laughs> me over here just downing it like a man with a problem. Um, so I I'm picking up some fruit notes here, a little bit of cherry, and this is very delicate. Mm. I mean, I guess it's the ninety proof, and I've been drinking higher proof stuff already today. Yeah, that first sip for me was, it was like there was nothing there. But so apparently this is they did all 192 bottles, so each bottle is got a number on it all the way to 192. But it's all I guess it's all the same mash bill. Mash bill. Yeah, it's probably all. Is it? It's a rye mash bill. It doesn't say even on their website. Yeah, it seems like it's the low rye. If I'm if I was to guess, I'm going to say it's probably mash bill mm-hmm. number two. It's very reminiscent of uh, like Rock Hill Farms. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Blanton's, that type of mash bill, Elmer T. Lee. This is actually uh, smoothed out because when I first cracked it, it tastes like you just got, you're just chewing on a piece of wood. Right. Just yeah. And it, it, it does. It has a very robust, ro- very robust um, wood flavor to it. Mm-hmm. But the odd thing is, I, it's not as oaky to me as I was expecting it to be. 
Like I was expecting it to be a little bit more oak. Um, I'm Considering getting, single oak project. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah that and uh, you, these are typically they, they do them a they do them a different way. Was my understanding. That's the reason uh-huh. I was asking him if he knew mm. a, a lot more about it because I didn't do a whole lot of research on it. I just kind of looked at it. You know, took a little sip. I guess a couple of days ago when he gave it to me to 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 get a little trial of it and then brought it back for tonight. They literally every barrel was put in a different barrel proof or. Entry proof, everything. Right. They just try and make every barrel their own individual thing. So you, the only way to get this taste is find another thirty-eight bottle. But if you can, yeah, I'm, I'm getting cherry. I'm getting a little bit of um, like tobacco. Yeah, and then I'm getting what I would call probably just a just a hint of mint in the very very back side of the finish. It's a, it's almost like an earthy tone, but it might not be mint. It's Maybe even like a clove mint, like somewhere in that that ballpark. Yeah, it's not a peat, but it, there's something. Um, yeah, it's a little earthy. Earthy. Yeah. 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 When it first cracked open, it tasted like a uh, Pappy Twenty Three. Really? Like how it's yep. how that's real oaky. That's how this tasted when it first cracked. Hmm. So, you know, it's funny. Everybody said everybody has a different opinion on this. I think the neck pour tastes different than the rest of the bottle once oh, it's I opened agree. up I, and mm-hmm. things like that. Fully agree. But I have people that tell me you're full of crap. Once it's in the bottle, it's the same. Blah blah blah. I just don't. I don't buy that. Mm-hmm. I think once it's open for a while, it will change some profile. Yep. It's got a lovely finish. It does. Just, it's just, just a it's random thought about yeah. that being open. Is there is there too long to keep a bottle opened or not? Well, I mean, this bottle's been almost open for three years now. Yeah. So I mean, so, well, that Eagle Rare you have, how long has that thing been open? 2015. Yeah. That one's and still that floating like, around. But I feel Eagle like we Rares. all have like an uncle or a grandfather that had just a bunch of you know half drunk barrel or you know bottles in the basement somewhere, and you're guessing how many you know decades they have been just sitting there. Well, it's like all those old dusties and stuff like that. I mean, most of them mm. are uncracked, but some people. Well, that seal was better. cracked, but it was in a screw top. Yeah. yeah. So. so that's what I'll tell you in my in my humble opinion. I feel like screw caps do not hold out as well as cork products Agreed. do. Um, but also it comes back to how it's been stored. Do you ever wet the cork? You know, different things like that. Because you're not supposed to let it. It's not wine. You don't let it sit on the cork or else it will actually eat the cork. And most people don't realize that. So I will tell people if you're ever going to do it, just wet your cork, you know, every three or four months and then, you know go just let him put it back where it goes so so what about like um synthetic corks based off of, like you made your comment about um like the um, screw chops not holding it very well yeah, compared I, to regular corks and then synthetic I, corks. I think synthetic corks are too new to really that's what i figured you would tell me to to really really guesstimate what i'll tell you is i think cork real cork is real cork and mm-hmm. it's still the the best median for it other 100%. than possibly glass yeah like Glass with a rubber gasket is pretty daggone tight. And oh, okay, a matter of fact, yeah. I'll just take this bad boy off. I'll let you all play with it a little bit, but <laughs> um, it's it's just not open it right now. <laughs> yeah, have fun with that. A, Holy shit! It, oh wow! wow. But like those things are tight. They run good, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and you can get it wet. I mean, it helps a little bit, but it doesn't help that much. If you get it on there and it's sealed, it's it it's it's corked. My inner Michael wow. Scott, I've got some old uh, glass said. bottles from the fifties that have that. Yep, that is so neat. With the exception of the Huber's yeah. vodka, I have never actually seen another bottle that had a glass top. Yeah, so Single Cash Nation—they did that early on with some a lot of their releases. I love what they're doing up there. They're independent bottlers, um, and we'll try that and we'll talk about it later. But uh, it's it's just something unique and different, and I kind of really really enjoy that piece. So, but uh, so so let let's. T- 
tell us a little bit about everybody here. So, Jared, you said like you're an accountant or something, or you make stuff up and act, act like you know something <laughs> oh. about numbers. He tries to. And then, uh, don't tell my boss. How did you, uh, A, how did you start listening to the podcast? And then, B, um, what's your, what's your bourbon of choice? Everyday drinker. So, how I started listening to the podcast. So, when I worked at, when I was custodian for a while, um, I, had a lot of free time on my hands, so I was listening to music or listening to podcasts or stuff like that. So I, um, and then we got into bourbon, so I was like, well, heck, I need to find a bourbon podcast to listen to. And then I stumbled across yours, and I just stumbled across a couple others. And, um, and you're all, yours just kind of hooked me. It was felt super, you know, local, super, you know, down to earth and everything like that, not too mainstream or anything. Very chill, like that. Laid very back, chill, welcoming. Laid yeah. And so that's how I got into that. And, Bourbon of choice. Um, everyday pour, man. You can find it on any shelf. Everyday pour. Gosh. I love Ofo 100. Ofo 100. Nothing wrong it with that one, so man. It's so good on it, if I'm going to drink that every day. Um, my new one that I've discovered is at Green River. Uh, okay. The the small batch is really, I think it's really good for 30, 35 bucks or whatever it is. Yep. Uh, is that the one that you gave me that's sitting on the corner of the bar there? No, that's the one. Green River? No, that's the one I let you have a pour of, though. No. I've, I think I brought it over one time. Well, way to be a good brother. Jesus. Green Green Sorry. River, if I remember correctly, and, and I've only had it twice now, but it, it's got a bottle kind of like a it's mixture like, between a Four Roses bottle and like a, like a Four Roses single barrel bottle and like a rounded bottle. Like it's kind of like weird on the front, but kind of rounds around the back. Yeah, yeah. hundred. Yeah, it's like flat. If yep. you like flip it and look at its butt, it looks like a horseshoe. Yep. And I, for whatever reason, kind of dug it. I I don't know why I'm trying to put a cork Is that what we thing, call it? Is the butt of the bottle? I don't know. It was the a, bottom? <laughs> Listen, I got a lot of pressure on me right now, not to sound like a total idiot. So, and I'm just trying to... A little to, late now, man. Well, I mean... We need to tell get to my Beyonce. Liquor courage, it's all good. <laughs> we, we, but, we've, we've officially picked Jared as the whipping boy for this oh, podcast. Oh, absolutely. Episode. 100%. I'm he always, is the youngest, so I'm always that's whipping natural. Boy. I, think, I think life has picked Jared as the whipping <laughs> boy. All right. So... Uh, before we pass it off to, to John and ask him a question, you tell us about this Booker's bottle. What's the proof? What are we on? No, Jared, you oh, got the you, bottle you in your hand, dude. Oh, you sorry. can read, right? I didn't know. If, Jesus. I didn't know if John it's was questionable, you for? Scott. Uh, so, so Booker's 128.8 proof. Uh, there we go. Step it up in game. Backyard Barbecue is the name of it. 2018-02. Six years, two months, and ten days. Mm. And we're going to be that specific, apparently. Yep. Yeah. Well, I can still tell you what it cost me. What was it? One twenty. Think was that sixty five dollars. Sixty five dollars. Wow, oh, that yeah, was the that cheapest was one cheaper. at uh, Total Wine. Total Wine over off of Hurstbourne. So of the that. Bookers, the Beaten Biscuits is still my favorite. I've not had that one. Beaten Biscuits are good. I've that's the only biscuit. It's so it just tastes like dough. It does. I mean, it's just got like this doughy, like real, like. It's is that just, a product lineup or is that just like a a, a pick? No, it's a product lineup. Like really? they, yeah, they they've released different things, and um, they had they have weird names like backyard barbecue, beaten grandma's beaten biscuits, blah blah blah. Like there's all wow. these different ones, but like the beaten biscuits, they, and they had a couple of military releases, different mm-hmm. stuff. But yeah, Booker's just does all kinds of different things. But yeah, I mean, it, but it, it it is. It's like old school, like your grandma's biscuits in a cast iron skillet after mm. they've cooked. I mean, like that's what it reminds me of. Lovely. You know, with a little bit of butter, it's just like very just viscousy and yeah. you know just just crazy. See, I've had one of the, the ones that just got released of Booker's, and I had, I think it's a little, a little too rushed, honestly, on that one. The one, the one I've just had, uh, yep. the uh, newer, I think it's the newest release of Booker's, 
It just seemed like it was rushed to me. Yeah. Some are better than others. I mean, it's just yeah. like anything, man. I mean, you know, you can find a really good pick that's four and five years old, and then you can find stuff that's seven and eight years old that you're just like, meh, it's not too bad. And this yeah. has been open since 2018, too. Right. This so. does have a nice velvety um, taste it's, to it. It's or smoky, it? though. It's got like mm-hmm. a little smoky aroma to it. More so than the oak one that we just had. Yeah. You know, there's it's smoky. It's uh, almost mesquite. Yeah. 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 The last time I had tried this, and it was at your place, yeah. and yeah, I could not finish it because it was so freaking hot. I don't know why. I don't know. If well, I think it's because you just swapped from Eagle Rare, I think, at that point. Uh, that's probably that was, that was a I store mean, pick. But normally I can drink the hot stuff, but for whatever reason, it was flaming hot. But right now it's fantastic. But I don't know. Yep. This would be good in a smoked old-fashioned because that would really bring up that smokiness flavor yeah. to it yeah i think it would hold up really really well in an old-fashioned this might even actually go well in a manhattan and i hate manhattans oh my wife loves manhattan I, I don't do vermouth don't do it but everybody's different i i'm kind of the opposite now like i did start really enjoying old fashions i've made a lot of them and i don't know if it's because the the sugar i get so much more sweet now on the sides of my tongue so i started to go to to manhattan's but the, the vermouth makes a difference. If you don't have a quality vermouth, it doesn't matter how good you See, are. Everybody says that, up. and I've tried everything from, you know, typical standard vermouth up to, you know, $70, $80, $100 bottles of vermouth. And I'm just like, it all just doesn't taste good to me. And I, it I don't has that medicinal yeah. kind of taste to it. Yep. Yeah. It's almost like, uh, and, I've, and I will say this has actually grown on me a little bit more, but absinthe. Mm-hmm. Like, it's very yes. medicinal, very, you know, um, oh. but... It's just weird. It just did. It, it just it does. It hits me just in a weird way. It just coats my tongue, and it almost like dulls out everything else. Like the only thing I can taste is most of the time the vermouth. That's the prevalent taste that's on yep. the forum. Yeah. I'm sorry. Like what? When the one I made you a couple weeks ago, actually, you didn't care for. Yeah. So this. Uh, are we allowed to use a little bit of explicity? Yeah. Sure. Here? Absolutely. This motherfucker here <laughs> says, "Hey, you want a drink?" And I said. Yeah, sure, because I have already been a couple drinks in, and I was out smoking a cigar on our in-law's patio, and he disappears into the basement. And I just have this personal belief that when someone says, hey, do you want something, and they disappear into a basement, you never know what you're going to come up preface drinking <laughs> uh our in-laws just got new flooring put down right so all their bourbon is sitting in the basement because they had to move all the furniture out yeah so it takes about half a ping pong table up right now in the basement yeah that's yeah. not too bad but yes it tastes like i was uh drinking robitussum but i didn't have a cold and i didn't need it or want it <laughs> so this is nice, actually you said you thought this was hot no, the not not tonight. The last time I had it, okay. it, it was like flaming hot. At different points, it seems like it's been hotter than others. When I because I've went back to this bottle for the past four years, I honestly and every time, depending on what I've already had, it's, it's really influenced. It's it. very reminiscent of a standard Booker's. I will say that um, you get a little bit of that smokiness that the high rock comes through on this thing. I mean, it absolutely. You know, it's getting some of that pepper. Um, you get a little bit of cinnamon on the mid palate. Does but, it say uh, what the mash build is on the bottle? By chance? Uh, no, probably no. not. Yeah. And I've, that card is long gone at this the f- point. The finish lasts for freaking ever. Yeah, it's got a nice hug to it. It's got a nice Kentucky hug, but uh, it tastes like like a if you take like a short rib off of the barbe- uh a smoker or something. Yeah, or a rib. It tastes like the burn end of that to a certain degree. Yeah, I was gonna say you get a little bit of char. Yeah, yeah. you definitely pick up the char off the barrel. You get a little bit of oak with that piece of it. Um. Yeah, overall, it's it's a perfectly good pour. I mean, 
it's definitely worth $65, whatever you paid for it. Yeah, I, I mean, don't know if it's worth what the secondary value on that bad boy might be right now today. My buddy sold, sold his wife's 2019 for quite a bit more a couple years later or a couple years after I bought that because she had bought it as a – she wanted to buy something for her wedding present, and she bought a Booker's. But bought she doesn't, Booker's. She doesn't drink bourbon or whiskey or anything. So Just for scientific purposes, I'm dropping a couple drops of water in here. What? See what happens. What's the going price of those these days? Because I mean, that's. From, I mean, I think they retail somewhere around ninety nine to one hundred twenty nine. Yeah, they're. I was yeah, they're in, quite a bit. Sixty five. That's delicious. Well, man. at that point, there was sixty five dollars. There was one at seventy, one at seventy five. I think another one at seventy five. All four releases were sitting out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. That, so that was a total wine. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's been a long time. I remember. Ago. I remember when you bought that bottle. The water really opens the nose up on this bad boy. I'm intrigued. The caramel comes in. Now I gotta try that. Get some sweetness. Oh my god, I'm fanboying out. This is like when I always hear you talk about, oh, but put some water in it. You gotta put a drop, man. You gotta drop a drop. Anytime, any, anytime I do, so that's why I love barrel strength so much, right? You you can get five five different bottles out of that, or five different drinks out of that mm-hmm. out, out of a barrel strength. Pretty oh yeah, easily. Because you get barrel strength, right? You get straight up out the barrel. You get that char, the charcoal, the caramel, all those things that come through, and then you put a little bit of water into it. Usually that rye spice will pop a little bit, mm-hmm. and then. You get a little something over here, and then if you mix it with a cocktail, you get another thing. If you water it down or put it on a cube, and it just really, really mellows it out, gets into that, you know, 100, you know, to 90 proof, you get a totally different flavor there. But the nose really, really opens up on this, man, with mm. just a couple of drops. I think it takes away the um, smokiness a lot. It does. Yeah. It I think brings it out, like, vanilla or cinnamon or something. Caramel, a little bit of vanilla. Yeah. I'm, getting, I'm getting more spice to it, actually, like, right underneath the tongue. Probably yeah. when you drink it, yeah. Because, yeah. yeah. well, t- typically, when, and, I, and I still have I've not asked it, and I need to ask this to one of the distillers but like or master taster or somebody like why does it make the rye pop why does water make the rye pop you would think that it would do just the opposite but it doesn't it brings out that flavor it brings it to the forefront because on the finish it brings a lot more spice to it that's a nice bottle that's a nice nice cool yeah it really it does it really really pops on the backside. i don't know man i don't know if i prefer that with a drop of water if i prefer it neat i prefer it neat Hmm. but i prefer most of my stuff neat it's 100% more like Pop Rocks on the tongue and mm-hmm. with that water in there. Yep. I mean, it's just... Yeah, it's firing things. off, especially yeah. the front part of your tongue and, the, and like kind of the in, in what I call like your inner lip area with your teeth and your gums are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really, really pops off there. Kind of weird though. I kind of get... I don't know. I'm half done when it comes to making notes, but it's more kind of get more of that mesquite note with the water though, like on the back of my tongue. Yep. Then then compared to the... With a neat... I, could see I don't that. know though. I could definitely see that, but it's still good either way. I mean, it's a oh yeah, and the finish just seems like it lasts for freaking ever. I don't, I don't know if this is true or not, but for me, like just a normal bottle of Booker's doesn't doesn't quite do it. So, well, all, but, but this one is is more impressive. They're all yeah, different in some form or fashion, proof wise. Because this was the cheapest and the hottest I could get at that point. Yep. So mm-hmm. I think the others were. Either a couple points below or several points below it. So, so we got Jared's everyday shelfer. John, what's yours? Uh, Russell's ten that I have over there is okay. probably my favorite. Is it, a, everyday. Is it one of the single barrels or just the standard uh, white label Russell? Jared, 10? go pull it for me right there. Um, I think is it's just a. Is this the standard? Um, standard white label, yeah. Well, yep. Nothing standard wrong with Russell that. Reserve. Um, I also really. So I'm kind of weird. Um, I got really into rye when I first started drinking bourbon, and Carl, it should be over there, but I have a 12-year bullet, Okay. and I drink that about every other day. So bullet rye is delicious. Yeah. 
I, I will say I do like a good bullet rye. I really wish that they were uh, a little bit easier to find, especially like in the single barrel portion. But yeah, mm-hmm. I like a bullet rye. I don't. I think don't they, think they make that anymore. So uh, I, I snagged a few bottles on a website. It was actually at a Christmas party at uh, Jared, your family's you, house. You gave me one of those bottles. I did. It is unopened at the moment. Well, it should be because it's a it's a gift, loving gift from brother to brother. I understand that, but. I can't find it anymore. But I think, Scott, I think a lot of people shit on Bullet, and it's unfair, because mm-hmm. they do some, they do have some why, decent why would, bourbons. It, unless you're shitting on Four Roses, why would you shit on Bullet? I don't know. Uh, because it's pretty much the same. It is the same. Like, literally, like, all their early stuff was sourced from Four Roses. Oh, was it? Yeah. I didn't know that. This maybe people don't know any better. Yeah. Because we went on the, uh, the Stitzel Weller tour when Bullet mm-hmm. was still there. Yeah. yeah. So they were, yeah. I, I was know. glad we were able to do that. But it, it, I mean, they they have not been in business that long to to put out a ten or twelve year old product. And I mean, if you look at all their single barrels, especially like, and they have ten mash bills, is that a coincidence? Like, well, mm-hmm. this this <laughs> this one says uh, Lawrenceburg, Indiana. So yeah, that's, that's an MGP rye. Yeah, which is the same of this uh, single batch nation that you have here. Yeah, too, yeah. yeah, that's not a rye. That's an Indiana white, white whiskey. But uh, mm-hmm. so, in, has anybody finished this off and rinsed it or did anything with it? Go back in and smell it now. This is one of my favorite tricks. You still got some in yours, but now rinse it with water and then swish it out. See, I wiped mine out, so I don't. I don't. You still I, don't get it. Like it's just like crazy, I, crazy tobacco. So the problem with me is here. You can pass it, mine around. You can ask my fiance because she's got like the super sniffer. Yeah. She can smell anything from like a mile away. I can't mm. smell anything, and I go nose blind like in an instant. Like yeah. three sniffs of something, and I'm gone. Like I can't smell anything. Yeah. That does, Scott. That smells like a nice. Um, soft, Maybe it's your glass, soft tobacco, leathery. Yeah, yeah. That, that sort of uh, like a the Kentucky State Fair yeah. going through the tobacco. Fu- yeah, uh, display. That's the most gentle smell I've gotten out oh, yeah. of that bourbon. Right, but so that's what I always tell people. I like to revisit glasses, especially after I've drank one, I've rinsed it out, because there's always residual. That's the reason I, I, I typically, whenever I do a big tasting with a group, I have five, six, seven Glen Cairns for each person. And, or porn and doing different things and things of that nature because like you're always going to get something that's residual from the from the bourbon before. So when you're nosing, do you do you go full bore into it like just shove the whole freaking schnoz in there? So or you do can you? do. So <laughs> I, I will tell you, I try to do both. So I do, I, I do, I do. Well, actually, I do three things. So I do a side sniff with mouth open. Yeah. I do on the tip of my nose, tip just right at the very very tip, and then I do full in. And you're going to get three different flavors, three different smells. Mm-hmm. You're going to—that's where you know your fine people. I feel like they're going to get different, like when they go, oh, it's a fragrance of toffee and blah 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 and da 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 da, you know, or the aromatics of this or that. It's because you're getting different things off each part of your nose, and it's how it goes into your actual nasal passages. So, Scott, I feel like I'm I'm in school for something that I actually want to study. Like these are great points. Like I I'm not. Because no I'm one goes to side sniffer they before. Don't, yeah. They don't like right? the super sniffer, right, Jared? So, <laughs> so because of the fact that I do so many of these episodes and I like to smell while I'm talking, you know, I, I do the side nostril quite a bit just because I, and I typically get a lot of sweeter noses, especially if I'm on my right nostril than on my left. So that's the other thing, you know, everybody's sniffer is a little bit different, you know, and we're not dogs, but you'll, you'll always get something a little different off your right than you will your left. That's the reason I say you want to go to the tip or you want to go full nose. On the bridge, I mean, so all those good things. I think later tonight, all of our significant significant others are going <laughs> to wonder what we're doing in the bathroom, sniffing empty glasses of bourbon at three in the morning. <laughs> oh, I see exactly what Scott was talking about. So I don't think our uh, significant others would actually 
care, truthfully. They probably just roll over and Pretty much. go back to sleep. No. As long as I don't wake her up, that's all that matters. <laughs> yeah. All right, Carl, before we sign off of this episode, man, what's your daily pour? Wild Turkey 101. Wild Turkey 101. It's a good pour. It's a solid pour. So we got two turkey dudes and we got an old faux fan. Hey, I love my turkey. Don't listen get me to, wrong. Listen, I, everybody I, loves turkey. It, whenever I first, I'm not very, not very old. So when I first turned 21, I always thought turkey was like, you know, the lowest of the low. And yep. then he started getting into turkey. And so he bought, bought a bottle of 101, brought it over. And I was like, holy crap, this is actually pretty fucking good. Sorry, I dropped an F-bomb. But this yeah. is because I actually, when I first started, it was Buffalo Trace everything. Yep. And I have yes. like eight store picks sitting at my house open. And then it was like, all these sort of taste very, very similar. Mm-hmm. There's not diversity. I'm like, I get more diversity out of a 101 bottle to me. Mm-hmm. Or a Russell's or a rare breed or any of that. Yeah. I love Russell's especially. Mm-hmm. Wild Turkey 101, I will tell you, is it's very similar to what it was when it was older. I've got some 1991, 93 bottles. Things I've had like some that. from 94 and, and, and they're all really different, good. but not much. Yeah, it's not much different. It's pretty a, con- a pretty consistent product. Um, but the Russell's bottles, man, all, those nine and 10 year old, oh, man, I mean, they're so especially good. the single barrels. I mean, like there's just so much variety that goes along with them things. That's one of the reasons I really, really enjoy those so much. Great mm-hmm. cigar pour. Yeah. No, hundred percent. Phenomenal cigar pour. Yeah. That's pour something that. else that I've really started getting into is bourbon paired with cigars. Yeah. Changes yeah. it so well. So at the last Starlight relief, the release, <laughs> they were doing um, the Olivas or yeah. Yeah. Dude, those fives are just oh, they're wonderful. Ravines, oh, whatever you want to call them. Series, those things are so good. So I stupid. felt like I was having an executive level cigar, and then I asked the the sales guy, "Where can I get these?" He said, "Oh, just anywhere, anywhere." Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's yeah. like a twelve dollar cigar, ten twelve dollar yeah. cigar. That's it's nothing really crazy. Nice. Uh, I was also smoking the eighteen thirty five. Yep, that one, uh, bad. one that Christian and Blake were handing out. Yep. And I love that one. Yeah. Actually, I had my, my in-laws grab me another one for me. So There was a 1935 was one that was very yeah, nice, Yeah, that's too. the one I'm yep. talking about. Yep. Yeah, the yeah, yeah, black yeah, yeah. My bad. I wasn't going to correct him. I was being nice. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm his brother-in-law. I don't have to be nice. As we much all. as I correct him, he's allowed to correct me. We all correct each other all, all the time. In the hood, so. Yeah, do you know what actually you told me last night, Scott? That kind of pissed me off. And then apparently my wife, on a side note at a uh, funeral visitation today, said, because really? Carl said, okay, John, it's at your house, but you can't take a gummy and you can't get too drunk before the podcast. But he didn't say it like that. He said it like an asshole. <laughs> so I was a little I'm not off, good with my I words. I'm sorry. Put at the time, but now I'm like, oh yeah, I want to clear him when I do this because it really does change how you experience yeah. bourbon. No, I was like a winner on that. So yeah. I'm kind of glad you said it, but I'm also glad my wife told you to <laughs> shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, our wives are uh, scary to a certain degree. They're very scary. Le- very lovely. Very wonderful. Lovely. Very lovely. But, uh, lovely. Don't want to cross them. Awesome women. <laughs> lovely ladies. <laughs> <laughs> I love my wife, so she's listening to this. If she listens, so good deal. Good yeah, deal. yeah. Is this our kiss um, ass? It, no, it's not a kiss ass. It's like if we ever go <laughs> missing, we can say on the podcast. Oh, listen to Scott's podcast where we say our wives are lovely. <laughs> they didn't. Isn't she lovely? <laughs> Awesome, Stevie. You got to love some Stevie. Mm-hmm. All right. Good deal. Well, hey, thanks for having us out to the Den of Thieves. And uh, hopefully I'll be back some more and we'll have some more conversations. I've really enjoyed this one. Um, if you want to find Bourbon Barrel Talk, you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all those good social media outlets. You can also make sure you can email us at bourbonbarreltalk at gmail.com. This is Scott, John, Carl, and Jared signing off. Peace out. Good night.